and welcome to the Diz Explorers podcast, where each week we explore all the different parts of the great Disney universe. This week, we're going to be hearing from Jessica, who was over in Disneyland at Mickey's Halloween party. So she's going to give us a pretty in-depth review of that, because most of us on this podcast are East Coasters, and some of us have been to Disneyland, and I believe I'm one of the only ones who has not, so I'm extremely interested in this. And so we're going to talk about that. Crystal's going to give us some Run Disney insight. Joining us this week is Jessica. Hi, everybody. And we've got Melanie. Hey there. And Milford. Hello. And Miss Crystal. Hey, you all. All right, so like I said, we're going to. Uh, this is episode number 23, so we're we're cruising right along here, thanking everybody for listening along with us, and hope you're enjoying our barrage of trip reports that we're putting out for everybody. <laughs> so we're going to jump right into it. Take it away, Jessica. Thank you. Okay, so I went to Mickey's Halloween party in Disneyland on October 14th, which was about a week and a half ago. And it was sold out, but I have never been to or seen a Mickey's Halloween party in Disneyland that wasn't sold out. And I'm not sure if this is the same in Disney World, so please jump in. But in Disneyland, a sold out Halloween party is pretty much the equivalent of kind of like a slow off-season day in the park. Where, except for the rides with holiday overlays, most of the rides are half an hour or less to wait in line. In the worst cases. Is that true in Disney World? Pretty much. The the, okay. the big ones will have normal lines. I, I don't even think some of them get up to a half hour. Cause there's just... Unless you're going to Halloween night, like October 30th or 31st. Those yeah. get pretty crazy. Those get crazy. Okay. And those sell out pretty much immediately when they're, the dates are released. They're already sold out. Yeah. 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 Any, yeah. Other, any other night, it's, it's very manageable. Like we've talked about on here before, if you choose to do rides instead of see the entertainment you 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 almost got your run run of the mill of the park oh absolutely yeah capacity for mickey's not so scary in florida is twenty five thousand people yeah yeah so it was awesome i mean even if you're not that interested in in trick-or-treating or or the parade or anything i think personally it's worth the price just because of how short the lines are in disneyland you get into the park three hours before the party actually starts. So if if you think about it, it's really eight hours in the park with basically no lines, which is a really, it's worth it to me, I would think. But I did notice this year that there were a lot of costumes that violated the guidelines that they were so hardcore about. When, when I bought my tickets, it said like five different times on all these pages, these are the rules, and if you don't follow them, you're not going to get in. But People had floor-length dresses. People had full-on capes. Someone who was a stormtrooper actually had a giant gun, and I was shocked that they let that come in. Yeah. Yeah. And the people at the turnstiles and people handing out the bags, they didn't seem to care at all. So I don't know if they're going to ease up on those rules next year or just not really pay attention to it. But I had gone in. I was dressed as Briar Rose. So my my, her dress is long, so I was really paranoid that I was going to – be told I couldn't go in so I hiked it up super high so you could see my <laughs> legs and nobody cared so <laughs> I don't want to tell people to ignore those by vi- the guidelines because I feel like they're gonna be strict about them in the future but this year they did not care so are know. they doing metal detectors there 
Yeah, it's a new thing. Before, they would kind of randomly pick people and ask them to go in. And this is the first time I've been in a couple months, so I don't know if this is all the time or just because it was Halloween party night, but every single person went through metal detectors. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah see, I was just there at Disney World this last weekend, or last week, and it was random. I didn't okay. get picked a single time until the last night I'm going to the parks. And got picked three times in three different parks. Yeah, that's oh, wow. <laughs> that's what happened. That's what happened to me too. My my wife got picked once at Magic Kingdom, and I got flagged at same thing. I think we were two parks, two different days, and I got flagged both times. And then I think every other time after that, I got picked. <laughs> well, I was told by my good friend Steve, who is a security guy at Disney World at Epcot, he says, "Just don't make eye contact; they won't pay attention to you." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was it was cool. A lot of people, I felt kind of bad because when they went through security, they had to basically kind of take apart their costumes a little. And then it was kind of funny to watch on the other side of the security line, people frantically trying to reassemble themselves. <laughs> um, I felt really bad. I was I was lucky in that my costume was pretty simple, so it wasn't a big deal. But like one of the people who was Ray had really really thick layers like around her the body because hers is kind of wrapped. So she had to completely rewrap her costume. I felt really bad. Oh, that's kind of annoying. yeah, yeah. Because I assume you know people spend a lot of time getting all primped up for it, and then you have to sort of hastily right. throw yourself back together. <laughs> but that's okay. It's all for our safety, right? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but one of my favorite things about the Halloween party is just the people watching, because some of the costumes that people come up with are so creative and they're really cool. There's Always a lot of group costumes. There's always a lot of Peter Pan families, Star Wars families, villain families, especially in Disneyland. But one thing that I saw this year that really confused me, I don't know if you guys know something about this that I don't, but there were probably 10 different families where every single person was Waldo from Where's Waldo? Just groups of them in striped sweaters and the glasses and I was so confused because <laughs> it has nothing to do with Disney yeah. and there were tons of them everywhere I, is that did that book come back or something and it's popular now like I don't understand I have no idea unless people have found it for the first time and thought it was hysterical <laughs> I, I don't recall seeing it we went to a Mickey's not so scary in Disney World when we were there about a month ago as well and I don't recall seeing anyone in in the where's waldo thing but i think that's funny that whole families would dress up as it i mean that's oh yeah kind of defeats the there purpose were... of where's waldo <laughs> that's that's what i was confused about because the point is that he's hard to find yeah. and honestly there we we started counting because we just thought it was so baffling that there were at least 10 families where everybody in the family was waldo so i don't huh. know what's going on if anyone who's listening to this knows please tell me because it's been driving me nuts because i don't understand <laughs> <laughs> So I guess I'll talk a little bit about kind of the activities in Mickey's Halloween Party because I'm curious to see how it compares with the not-so-scary one in Disney World. So Disneyland's is not, like, universal horror scary. It's just spookier, from what I understand, than Disney World's. They definitely play up the villains a lot. They're always roaming around Main Street and Fantasyland, and then they have their own part in the parade. And then over in... Kind of the western end of Disneyland, which is where Frontierland, New Orleans Square, and Adventureland are, is definitely kind of the focal point of the Halloween party, and it's really where they play up everything being creepy. 
So they blast fog machines and weird lights all over the rivers of America to the point where you, you can't see the water at all. And then that's where the cadaver dance float and they sing. And then Dr. Facilier, who's the, the shadow man from Princess and the Frog, kind of reigns over New Orleans Square and he's got like his shadow people around and... Um, Frontierland, they have a couple of scarecrows that are perched up on the trees, and then they just start heckling guests. And <laughs> it scares you so much because you don't think to look up at the tree when you're just walking around and they'll just start yelling at you. So I'm not <laughs> sure if that's supposed to be scary or it's supposed to be fun, but I found it terrifying. So, <laughs> <laughs> And then there are two holiday overlays in Disneyland that are Halloween-themed. There's Ghost Galaxy in Tomorrowland, and then there's the Haunted Mansion Holiday, which is Nightmare Before Christmas. And those two are definitely what draw the crowds um, during the Halloween party. I don't think I saw... They don't have Fast Pass during the Halloween party, and I don't think I saw Space Mountain less than an hour the whole time I was there, so I didn't go on it. Wow. And then the Haunted Mansion Holiday is usually 60 to 90 minutes during the Halloween party, but this year it was shorter. It was only about a half an hour, which really surprised me. And I'm not really sure why. I think part of it might have been because they had the new parade this year. So a lot of people kind of staked out spots really early for that. I didn't see the parade because I was actually on Autopia when it was going on. But I did see the fireworks from Tomorrowland, the Halloween screams, which are very cool. And I actually periscoped it, so you can find it on my Twitter page if you want to watch it. But I wanted to ask you guys about the activities because there's trick-or-treating, the cadaver dance. There's a dance party in Tomorrowland, but it's not very popular because they play music all through the park. And they do all these projections on Main Street of spiders and, and different scenes from Disney movies. So most people are kind of dancing around on Main Street, so they don't feel the need to go over to Tomorrowland for the party. But are those similar to the activities at the not-so-scary Halloween party? Is that pretty close? Yes. They definitely do the, some projections. I think it's like ghosts and bats and stuff like that all over the buildings up and down Main Street. Mm -hmm. That seems to be a lot of the focal point, too. But over towards Liberty Square, that's usually in front of the Harbor House, or not the Harbor House, the Liberty Tree Tavern, where they have the uh, replica of the Liberty Bell. That's where the Cadaver Dan's usually do their show every hour or whatever it is and mm -hmm. they have the Ooh, what else okay i lost my train of thought <laughs> <laughs> but what everything you just said yes it's pretty it's it's very similar to that they don't do the fog along the rivers of america because i don't the riverboat doesn't run at night or any they don't have any special entertainment for the villains other than the they used to have a show called the Villains Mix and Mingle, which they did in front of the castle where it was actually not on the stage. It was on the on the level where all the guests are. So you actually interacted with the different villains and danced around with them. But that has since changed, and there's now the Hocus Pocus show with the Sanderson sisters. Mm -hmm. um, and they do have dance parties as well, but they're not out. The Tomorrowland one is out in like the promenade near space mountain. And that one in Disney world actually is very popular There's a DJ and he's yeah. playing all the, 
all the new hits and stuff. And that's where you see the videos of like Stitch and Mr. Incredible doing like the whip nene and all these. <laughs> Pardon my French, had... these asinine dances that all the kids do today. Yeah, they had <laughs> Sully and they had Sully and Mike Wazowski out there at the yeah. party when I was there last Tuesday, doing all those yep. weird dance moves in exactly. that big but costume. The... In those costumes, oh, but man. the kids love it, and it's you know, and they do they do another one inside the old Diamond Horseshoe Review, which is usually Toy Story characters. I think Jesse, Woody, and sometimes Bullseye, maybe Buzz. Yeah, they didn't uh, have I've that ne- this time because that's a restaurant again. Oh, that's right, because they opened it up again. Yeah, yeah, so they so they've 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 changed stuff over the years. Because the first time I went with my kids, they didn't have the outdoor one in Tomorrowland. They did it in Cosmic Rays. Right, and they had it was Stitch's Galactic Dance Off or something like that, and they had in there playing the thump thump music and yeah, loud they, and obnoxious. They put and a all DJ in place of uh, <laughs> uh, Sunny Eclipse because Sunny Eclipse right, yeah. actually lowers into the basement. He lowers into the basement exactly. Yeah. Yep. So it, it's in, on that front, Jessica. It's it's very similar with with stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds pretty similar. One thing they used to do in Disneyland was they had Frontierland in Disneyland is where Liberty Square is in Disney World. And you can take a back walkway up and around to Fantasyland instead of going through the castle and through Main Street. And they, that pathway was called Big Thunder Trail. And it during the Halloween party, they used to make it the Haunted Trail. So... Um, not that there was ever much light there anyways, but they kind of dimmed it a little and, and had weird like green and purple lights on it and a lot of fog over there. And there's a cave kind of built in and they'd have a light beaming out of the cave like there was a monster in there and there'd be all these scary sounds and rustling bushes. And then at the end of that trail was a trick-or-treating station. But that trail no longer exists because that is where Star Wars Land is going to go. So I thought this year they were really kind of missing that scary part because the whole point they try to differentiate themselves from the Disney World party by saying we are not the not so scary party we're just Mickey's right. Halloween party and it's a little bit scarier but they were missing that big draw of the the creepy area and I'd be curious to see when Star Wars Land finally opens if that will become like this super otherworldly spooky area or if they'll find some kind of replacement, because I thought that was something that they were missing this time. Um, and I, I couldn't see very well, because I didn't go into the park that part of the park until it was dark. Um, so I couldn't really see the, the progress of the construction, but from what I've seen in the last couple weeks, it really looks like they've barely made any ground. So I cannot imagine that that is going to be opening when they say it's going to be opening. So they've already changed it. Originally, they said spring 2017, now they're saying summer 2017. I still don't think it's going to be ready by then, but that's a different topic. We'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think that's the same over here, too. I mean, they've they pretty much just got done doing the demolition over in the studio. So yeah. I, I don't even know what the projected date of the stuff is on this end. I think it was 2018 for maybe some stuff. But actually, no, I think they were more realistic here. I think it was closer to 2020, which actually makes a hell of a lot more sense. Yeah, than, it does. Than in a year. Well, you know, if they put it far enough out and they come in ahead, then everybody's happy. Yeah, that's what I thought. I don't understand the logic of saying, oh, just a year. That's just crazy. If you put it out 2020 and then they come back and say, oh, we're really going to open summer of 2018, then everybody's all excited. 
Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I think on I think on your end, Jessica, they pissed off a lot more people about what's been changed and what's leaving just because of the not having enough room. Mm -hmm. So I think maybe they figure if they have the date sooner, it maybe will appease people a little bit, but I could see that just backfiring because when it's not done in a year, then people are just going to be aggravated. Okay, you took away stuff to add new things that many people don't aren't probably interested in purists and classics and nostalgia people. And now you told us it was going to be open. So we have more stuff to do for what we're paying. Yeah. And now it's not going to be open. So it's, I mean, yeah, like Milford said, you're better off just shooting high. Yeah. And, I agree. and then when you're done a year early, it's like, you're the hero. <laughs> I, I agree. And I think it's kind of a no win situation for them in that super nostalgic fans were really, really mad that big thunder ranch closed and then people that are really into Star Wars were aggravated because it's, like, so far away that they're thinking, like, why is it going to take so long? So <laughs> right. I still think they – I agree with you. They should have pushed it out. But I guess I kind of get why they're being so ambitious. I just hope the quality wouldn't suffer because they're trying so desperately to get it done, like Guardians of the Galaxy on the Tower of Terror. But that's – I'm not exactly. even going to go into that one because <laughs> I could the, rant for three hours about that one. So. <laughs> the the, the Q-tip Tower of Terror. Oh, yeah. I, on my trip, we went for the whole day in the park. So in the morning, we did California Adventure. And then when the party started, we went to Disneyland. So I said goodbye to the Tower of Terror. I'm going back to <laughs> Disneyland in a couple weeks, but I'm going with my mom and she's terrified. So we're not going to go on it. So I said, I said my goodbye. I made myself open my eyes at the top, which I've never done before. <laughs> There's a picture of me crying and my friend laughing. So it's all good. <laughs> Oh, boy. Okay, nice. what are we talking about? Okay, the Halloween. Thing. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of what else was different this year. So Tomorrowland lately has been pretty much extremely Star Wars themed because it's the, the season of the Force. It's basically their way of like appeasing fans until Star Wars Land opens and incorporating it in the park. So I think part of the reason why the Ghost Galaxy line was so long is because it was the first time that hasn't been hyperspace mountain in like a year. Uh, so it's not the traditional space right. mountain, but it's at least something a little bit different. And I think people kind of wanted to go back to that for a while. So I kind of think that's why it's, it's always crowded during the Halloween party, but it's never more crowded than the Haunted Mansion is. So if I had to guess, I would guess that that was why. Mm. Now, what do they do exactly? I mean, I know because I've seen stuff about it for the Ghost Galaxy inside. I, I know the music is different, but is there – do they change yes. the projections that are yeah. on the roller coaster? So outside, you hear all this howling, and then occasionally the mountain flashes, like there's a monster taking it over. Um, and then inside, you – the whole premise is that you're in space and it's the normal ride, but all of a sudden you get – pushed into this like ghost dimension and you're being chased by not demons but like not friendly ghosts like mean ghosts <laughs> so as <laughs> as you take every couple of turns there'll be this big ghost face that like screams at you or swipes at you or something and the music's just kind of spookier but it's it's pretty much the same i don't personally like it very much only because the projections are so big that when they turn on, you can actually see the track because they make it so bright. So it kind of ruins the effect of being lost in space, and you know you're on a roller coaster. Um, but it is something different, ah. so it's it's not 
I, I don't dislike it, but it's not my favorite just because I like it to be like pitch black. Yes. Yeah. The soundtrack's very... pretty cool. I've heard the audio of it. I mean, it's pretty, yeah, pretty they badass, have but. Great music on all I... of the holiday overlays. Um, the Haunted Mansion is like a different ride when it's the ha- holiday. It's There's nothing the same about it. The music is totally different. The intro is totally different. Every room is basically unrecognizable, except for the grand dining room, ballroom. But the whole place smells like gingerbread, and there's presents everywhere. And there's all kinds of different animatronics with Jack and Sally and, and Oogie Boogie. And it's it's like a different ride. So that's I love the Haunted Mansion. It's one of my favorite rides. But I still love the holiday because it's like an extra ride for a couple months of the year. It's closed for quite a while for them to do yeah. the uh, transition. Like, like you said, it's it's very elaborate. I've I've never seen it personally because I've never been out there. But you know, I've seen pictures and some video of it. I'm, I'm reluctant to watch a, a whole ride video of it. I know there's tons of it out there, but just because I yeah. want to see it in person. But it looks it yeah. just looks amazing for what they do to that thing. It's just yeah, ridiculous. It's, it's incredible. It's they close it for a couple of weeks to set it up, which is a really long time and. Mm. Once you go in it, you, yeah. you say, okay, wow, I get it. Because everything is different. It's it's amazing. And I think that's why, like you said, why it's done so early. And it's pretty much the whole holiday season, September through uh, the mm-hmm. end of the year, yeah. like you said. Yeah, it's, it's pretty genius marketing to create a movie that can be worked into whatever holiday is going on for like a quarter of the year. That's just very clever, in my opinion. No, absolutely. Um, yeah, so uh, I do think compared to last year, their capacity, I don't know if it's because I went on a different night, but the capacity felt lighter because it was sold out. And last year's that I went to was sold out, but it just felt like there were less people. So I thought that was really interesting. And there were more princesses out too. Usually it's almost exclusively villains, but I actually, I know I talked last week or the week before about how I'd never talked to a princess before. And I finally met a princess. I met Cinderella. We had a lovely chat because <laughs> my friend who I was with was dressed as peasant Cinderella. And she saw the ball gown, fancy Cinderella and went, Oh, I got to go talk to her. So she just kind of ran up to her and she had been walking around fantasy land, just waving at people. And Cinderella grabbed her by the arm and said, walk with me. And she walked her up toward, um, it's a small world and we took pictures and we talked and I was a little starstruck. So we didn't say much, but it was very cool. She was, she was really nice <laughs> That's cool. and she recognized us right away and it was really cool. So that was something different as <laughs> I'd never seen a uh, princess out during the Halloween party. So that was cool. Um, but I don't know what, do you guys have any questions about uh, Mickey's Halloween party? Anything that I haven't talked about? I do. Do they do they have um, any type of Halloween or autumn decor over at California Adventure, or is it just restricted to Disneyland Park? They do, but definitely not as much. It's pretty much restricted to Buena Vista Street, which is uh-huh. you you've been to Disneyland, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. So for those that haven't, it's basically that park's equivalent of Main Street, and there's a lot of orange ribbons and flags and. Uh, a little bit of like spider webs and stuff around, but aside from that, the rest of the park basically doesn't change. It's what about really the storefronts? Do they kind of get in the mood in the yeah, shop the, windows? 
the shop windows all on Buena Vista Street definitely do. They have Halloween candies. They have, they'll put like little skeletons in some of the windows. So they go out, not all out, but they definitely show you what season it is. But aside from that, the rest of the lands, I didn't notice anything different. It's kind of like the front of Hollywood Studios then. Yeah. Do they have any of the like special sweet treats there? I know Disneyland goes like all out for Christmas with like candy canes and stuff. Do they do that? Do they do anything special for Halloween? They do have a lot of Halloween candies. I don't know that they're unique to Disneyland. Disney World probably has them too, but they had poison apple cake pops and they had all kinds of candy apples that were based on, they had like the silhouettes of the villains or their ears or something. And they have, they always have Matterhorn macaroons, but they had like spiders climbing on the top of the, the Matterhorn on the macaroons and they had cupcakes that had spiders on them. So they definitely had some Halloween candies and goodies. Nice. Yeah, I noticed that last week at uh, Disney World. They seem to have raised the bar as far as Halloween treats. They had cupcakes with, like, one had a spider on it. Another one had, like, a tombstone on it. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, they had a Darth Vader cupcake every place you went. But And then, of course, you know, you. so do they do trick-or-treating at Disneyland like they do at Disney World? Yes. Trick-or-treating is huge and i don't i'm assuming they do this in disney world but they have these giant ghost mickeys and that's how you can tell where a trick-or-treating station is do do they have that yeah pretty much Um, yeah they're big orange cylinders at disney world now they used to be this big white balloon with a ghost Ghost on it now they have these now they have these like four foot round orange cylinders that stand it's kind of like a giant candy corn yeah yeah okay yeah, we still have the we have the it's a Mickey that's a ghost floating above, and yeah. the last two years I've been there, there's one trick or treating station that doesn't have a ghost, so there's no, uh, nobody there, and the whole thing is like you have to find the hidden trick or treating station. Huh. And this year it was in the back of Frontierland, right by where the construction is, because no one bothered to walk down there, so we just kept going around and around and around, and we didn't wait in line. It was awesome. <laughs> So I'm not sure if that's all the time or just because I've only gone a, for a couple. So maybe it's just by accident. But the times that I've gone, there's always been one hidden one that doesn't have an, an indicator and you have to find it. Hmm. Now, do they have uh, special merchandise like T-shirts and pins and stuff like that that are specific to the event that they only sell at the event there? Because they do in Walt Disney World. And that's that's a, a big draw, too. Like, I think I mentioned it. You know, when I talked about my trip thing, like the come seven o'clock when the when the party officially starts, Disney World does the same thing. You can you can get into the park at four o'clock with your ticket if you have a ticket just for the event. And at Uh seven o'clock, they start trying to usher the other guests out because then technically the Halloween party has officially started for for the evening. So what what happens at that point is the shops on Main Street and the shops, the other main shops that sell the specific merchandise it comes out then all the doors are shut and stationed by cast members and you have to show your ticket or scan your magic band to even get into the store to be able to purchase that special merchandise because it's only really for party goers who have paid the the price the, you know the the extra yeah. the hard ticket you know i didn't i didn't spend much time in the shops um, during the party, but I definitely didn't notice anything in particular that people were going crazy for. They always have Disneyland 2016 or Halloween 2016, but I didn't notice much 
that was specific to Mickey's Halloween Party merch. I'm sure they've got some stuff, but it's definitely not as coveted as it sounds like it is in Disney World. I don't think it's really a selling point. Well, that's funny because yeah. it's, it's a, I mean, they reel me in because that's the first thing I did when we got there. I, they have generic Halloween shirts, like you said, that just say Halloween 2016. I don't even, it says, might say Walt Disney World, that I'm not sure. Then there is mm-hmm. one for specific to Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party. They have male and female versions of it, different color shirts, usually with the same pattern. And then above and beyond that, they have a pass holder shirt as well, which is the one that I got. Oh wow! Because yeah, so I have the pass holder shirt, and it's and that one is a different design than what the regular one is. So really, if you wanted to spend <laughs> the money, you could get both of them. I, I didn't get both of them. I only got the pass holder shirt because it says pass holder on it. And it just makes me feel more special because I have an annual pass. <laughs> but yeah, last yeah. week they actually had three shirts: the annual pass holder the normal one for the party and then they had one with the Sanderson sisters logo yes on. I saw the Hocus Pocus ones as well actually my wife and was she, trying to get one of the pins but they were those were selling out like like nobody's business for the Hocus Pocus oh I wish Pocus. I'd have known that they had them last did week did they really I forgot about it I didn't uh, my yeah. my family is actually down there now so I could I could have them grab it my brother oh, and my parents oh yeah I did see that today I thought I saw her post that she was down there and I'm like whoa wait a minute <laughs> oh my mother yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a sad week for me. My wife is down there at the Contemporary at a conference, but bound to that <laughs> building because she's there with her boss, so she can't even... It's oh. a great place for a conference. She can't even sneak away <laughs> to do anything. And then my parents, my aunt, uh, my parents, my aunt, my uncle, and my brother and his kids are all down there. And then oh. another good friend of mine who we usually travel down there with is taking his wife and his daughter down there as a little surprise for three days because it's his wife's birthday is the 30th. So I am literally mm. the only one in Connecticut out of my crew that is not at friggin' Disney World, and I'm not happy about that. <laughs> that is torture. <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> because not to brag, but I'm I'm the Disney World person in the family. <laughs> I think all of us are the Disney person in our family. I'm about to say yes. Yes, yeah. we all are. So, well, my parents and my uncle are pretty knowledgeable. That's who I kind of got my geekdom from. I, I've taken it next level with some of my oh, stuff, yeah. but I've definitely learned from them. <laughs> but, yeah, it's it's oh, not that's easy. The same. That's the same <laughs> with me. I didn't know this until I watched a whole movie that my parents put a framed picture of Walt's face above my crib. Oh. So I was, like, indoctrinated from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... No framed pictures of, of, of Walt. Although I was born on Christopher Robin's birthday. Oh, there you oh. go. So, you know, there's that. There you go. That works. It explains a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you like red balloons? I like any balloons. <laughs> Mickey balloon. <laughs> exactly. Ah, well... We've gone off topic a little bit, so <laughs> that's all right. We're exploring. So, I mean, it sounds like there's a lot of similarities, and I know you've said before that it's, as far as for the walk-around characters, it's very villains-heavy in Disneyland because they do play on that, that it's not the not-so-scary Halloween party, which I think is awesome. I think it's great. And I, I think they could get away with that at Walt Disney World with... They've definitely tried to incorporate villain stuff more because they have gained popularity over the years with theme park goers 
And I wish they would do more and have more access to it. That villains mix and mingle thing that they used to do was was pretty cool because it had great. I mean, there was uh, Maleficent, the Evil Queen, Doctor Facilier, Hades, the Bowler Hat Guy, Queen of Hearts. So it was great, great villains, and and they were just you know there to hang around and dance and and mingle with. It, it was exactly what the title said. So I mean, not that this, not that the Hocus Pocus show isn't great. It's it's really well done, but. I think a villains thing would go over huge. Now, I know they do that club villain thing over at the studios, but that's a separate event that's not really tied into Halloween. So, you know, I don't. Yeah, and what I like about it is they're not trying to scare you. Like, if you get freaked out by villains, or you have a little kid that wants nothing to do with them, you can avoid them pretty easily. If they're usually walking around like fantasy land, so if you don't want to talk to them, if you don't look at them, they'll leave you alone. Right. If you don't want to meet, they, they you have to wait in line to meet them on Main Street, so they're not going to follow you around. So I definitely think Disney World could kind of add them up a little because I don't think personally they make it scary because they're just another character you can talk to. So it's, it's different than like a horror night where they're chasing you around screaming or something. Oh, exactly. I mean, the only, the only major villain that I saw and that we grabbed a picture with was Jafar. And I have to say he was just downright creepy just because the character, (laughs) the way that they had the, the head and everything was creepy and he was ridiculously tall and he was just like ominous looking and he just kept his arms folded and just kind of like would turn to the left and to the right to look at myself and my wife and just peer down at you so you were kind of like holy crap dude (laughs) (laughs) but other than that there was like there was no other access to any other villains even for any waiting even for waiting in line for character experiences which I you know thought was kind of odd but I guess they, you know, as its build is not so scary. I guess that's not what their, you know, their focal focal point is. Yeah, and I found it interesting that all of the care the evil villains that they used in the show at Disney World were all ones without a face mask, except for Oogie Boogie. Huh. Right. Yeah. So Jafar, Doctor Facilier. Um, the evil queen. Uh, they even had the step, evil stepmother. Oh, Lady, Lady Tremaine, yeah. Lady Tremaine. Mm. Wow. And they were all non, non, uh, all, headpiece people. Yeah, they're they all face characters. Face. Yeah. yeah. The Dr. Facilier was pretty awesome because I remember seeing it when it was the mix and mingle and he was pretty cool. He was pretty cool to interact yeah, with. Yeah, so I posted the video up la- from last week when I was there the the Sanderson Sisters show. It's on my uh, Facebook page, so mm. it's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, they definitely did a good job with it. It is a really good show, and I know we've uh, Melanie and Milford have, or Melanie and Crystal, I'm sorry, have touched on what goes on on the cruise line. It's it's not as elaborate as what goes on in the parks, but they still do have some fun stuff and fireworks and pirate night things. So there is. No matter where you are, and in any Disney property, there there is something that is seasonal for you to do. Whether it be Halloween, and then in another couple of weeks, it's gonna it's gonna be Christmas. So, to quote a cast member at Disney World, November seventh, everything will be decorated because that's the weekend they film the parade. Yeah. Oh, they're doing it even earlier this year. Wow. 
They used yeah, to do it that, started that last year. Yeah, I remember that last year that they did it because they did it before Thanksgiving, which was actually nice because then, not to go off on another tangent about Christmas, but it's nice because we were down there for Thanksgiving last year and the tree is up on Main Street in the in the by the flagpole and everything, and they always used to leave that down because filming the parade and the commentators are always on top of the train station. So they always would leave it down so they had the shot down Main Street. So I'm glad they do it earlier. I did learn, however, this week, this year, the weekend at Disney World that they're filming is only performing acts on the stage. The entire parade part will come from Disneyland. Oh, okay. That's so right. there will be no Disney World parade taping. Just the that's uh, different. That's very different. Yeah. So no live shots from Disney. Mm. No live shots of the parade from Disney World. Right. Wow. Interesting. Mm. Yeah, I thought that was interesting too. Well, that's fine. I've been down there when they've been doing that. It's not a, it's not a fun day. It It is, but if you want to go anywhere near that route, you're just, I mean, I remember standing there on the side of the road and, and not the side of the road, the side of, we were up main street area closer towards the hub and it was just monotonous. The, the music that just kept going and going and going and, and long, long waits in between stuff coming down the street and over and over and over and over over again man so yeah it's monotonous but so anyway we'll save christmas stuff for a little later on (laughs) Uh, but as far as halloween goes so I, i think we've covered all bases over the past couple of weeks with with halloween stuff so i think we're gonna we're gonna switch gears to something completely different and our our resident runner is gonna uh fill us in on some run disney events as she is currently training for the full disney world marathon in january of next year and i believe she's signed up and ready to do some other ones and she i know she just did the castaway one which is like walking around the block for her so (laughs) crystal (laughs) what do you got for us (laughs) um well please excuse me i do have a bit of a cold so as i'm training i i built in a two-week buffer just to be safe um, from injury or illness and did come down with a cold and some serious blisters. So I'm grateful for that extra time to <laughs> to recover here. But I am about 71 days away from the, the Disney World full marathon. That's on January 8th. So in full swing with, uh, with training for that. Uh, and it really just provides me the opportunity to eat and drink more on the weekends, <laughs> burning lots of calories, carbo loading. <laughs> so like they don't, yes. It's like they don't count when you burn, you know, run for two hours and 50 minutes with an 18 miler. And it's like, you burn 2000 calories. I'm like, I can do whatever I want today. It is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the, the benefits of um, training. However, I can't wear sandals because I have these insane blisters. It looks I have like troll feet. It's the worst you've ever seen. <laughs> um, and the real reason I guess I was bringing up the races was here in the next two weeks, actually November 3rd to the 6th, is um, the Disney Wine and Dine Run Disney event. So that is going to be coming up just here in the next two weeks. And they have the Run Disney event, or the Run Disney Expo, excuse me. And I love to crash the Run Disney Expos. And really, my entire goal of crashing this Run Disney Expo is to try to get a costume for my full marathon. So I wanted to get your all's feedback on costume ideas and what I should do. So I have three ideas, and I don't know if we throw it out to the to our audience and have them do like a Twitter vote on this thing or 
but I wanted to see what y'all thought. So my first okay. one, I was thinking about doing a, a like a running. I, obviously, with it being 26 miles, I have to do something relatively comfortable. So it's <laughs> going to be like a, a tank top that said foolish mortals on the front and then said running 26.2 on the back. So in mm-hmm. like tie it into Haunted Mansion with the foolish mortals uh, That'd be cool. idea. Like purple okay. and gray and stuff. Yeah, and then maybe get like a headband where they have the, the maids as you enter. They have the headband with like the bat on it and stuff and wear that to like keep my hair back. So I was thinking about doing something like that or possibly doing a shirt that said run like it's midnight with like a Cinderella themed outfit. So blue Cinderella stuff or potentially just going straight for will run for beer. (laughs) Nice. That wins. Yes. uh, (laughs) For will run for rum. Exactly. They have socks that you can wear and it looks like it's like, like a pint glass sock and then a skirt with all these different pint glasses on it. And then the shirt says, we'll run for beer. And I'm like, I'm sure I can find some other cool things to add to this. So those are my three that I was considering of doing. What are y'all's thoughts? Do y'all like those ideas? I think they're all great. Knowing how much you like beer and how much that's part of your personality, my gut's going with that. But I I do like the the, the Cinderella thing running like it's midnight. That's pretty clever. Yeah, I like all of them. I'm going to set up a Twitter poll right now, and we'll see what the people say. Yeah, I was just okay, going to say, awesome. let's set up a poll people. anyway. Yeah, if I, if... I do have to send you – you'll have to attach the image of the Will Run for Beer outfit because I've been on Pinterest and doing some serious <laughs> some serious <laughs> I plannings. Had, I know you had talked about, you know, definitely bring your wallet to the Run Disney events because of all of the extra things you're tempted to purchase – did you read around social media about two, was it about two weeks ago when all of the Run Disney shoes hit the New Balance outlets all across the country? No. Well, I there, saw that they're selling them at Fit to Run now at Disney Springs, but I didn't realize they hit the outlets as well. They hit the outlets about a week and a half ago and on different Facebook groups that I'm a part of, moms were like clamoring to get them because we're talking about run disney new balance shoes for between 30 to 60 dollars each wow. yeah but they're probably the previous year's shoes. model right that's fine yeah, i'll the take previous them years <laughs> yeah exactly i mean they are in the outlet so the the children's shoes were less expensive adult shoes were 40 to 60 dollars per pair that's perfect. And they were like the Tinkerbell ones, the Cinderella yeah. ones. There were some grayish ones. They were, and, and I'm not a runner, but I'm not a runner either. Forty dollar tennis shoes. <laughs> well, they're I super just, uh, cute. I mean, the Cinderella ones. They'll have like a satin um, shoelace on it. They'll have different little features on them. So I actually have a Minnie Mouse set that have like the eyelets to put the shoelaces in are actually yeah. eyelashes. It has Minnie Mouse's signature on it. The inside, the shoe insert is all just Mickey Mouse with the castle on it. And they're so super cute. They, they actually don't look like crazy Disney shoes. Like they have musical really instruments don't. on them and polka dots. So you wouldn't really tell some of my coworkers, I wore them to work one day because we were doing some like heavy lifting of throwing beer cases. And um, they're like, they look like 101 Dalmatian shoes. But it's like, I love them. I, I think they're really cute shoes. Hmm. They really are. It's like, yeah, they do hit the, they, they do hit the outlets. 
That's one of the things that I I like to go and see is the new shoes that they have because the Cinderella ones sold out super fast and those were adorable. They were just like a light blue with a satin Mm -hmm. shoelace on them, Cinderella signature, and I think a couple other like cute little features on them. You would never know on those that they were even supposed to be Cinderella unless you really knew what to look for. Wow. That's like, they're all kind of like that, aren't they? They're very subtle. Even the men's ones, isn't it? It's not like overly Disney, isn't it? Just like kind of like the... I don't even know if it has like the Run Disney logo on it, and maybe just like a Mickey. They, yeah, they do. Some of so the, there's like a Donald Duck set that that was like bright orange and blues, and those were a little wild and out there. And then for a while, they were getting into like polka dots and stuff too with Mickey and Minnie because they were coming out with sets more frequently. Mm-hmm. But it is so much fun. Like that's my favorite thing to do is go in early and try to get some of the shoes. And they they also have where you can like queue up and you just show up and submit your sizes ahead of time and you'll just go get your bib number and then they'll already have the shoes pulled for you and you just pay for them. Oh, wow. So they're, they're making it easier to get a hold of that stuff instead of it being like a run to get to the pair of shoes. But there's all these awesome vendors set up. I mean, jewelry and t-shirts and tank tops. And then there's, you know, reflector lights and different things that you can buy too. Like I'm getting into all this crazy stuff now that I'm starting at, you know, 4.30 in the morning. I have all these like lights and visors and different things. So I have like a, a headlamp that hooks to my visor and then I have shoe spurs and they hook to the back of my, my shoes. So as I run, it creates a light disruption so that somebody can actually see you running without their headlights being on you. So that way, you know, you don't have to wait for them to have the lights on you to see that you're there, which is kind of dangerous. So this is actually an LED light that moves around as you run. So they sell oh, wow. a bunch of that stuff there too for like safe night running. So that's the other reason I really want to go and crash the expos to get a hold of some of that cool stuff. <laughs> I love and I'm you, a loser. <laughs> I love that you keep saying crash. Do you, do you, I, I know the lines get crazy for that stuff, but do you say that because are, are you supposed to, is it like a different ticketed thing that you're supposed to be able to get into and, and you just like, go through the back entrance or, or... Uh, so the expo is really meant for um, race packet pickup so you would go in and get your bib number your t-shirt and then at that point you could go in and shop the expo so I, it's not restricted oh, I see. you don't I have see. to have a bib number to get in but i think that they they don't really prefer the locals to go so i mean i could get in there i i don't know if they would really let me go in and purchase shoes early and do some of that stuff but yeah, that's why I was kind of saying crash because I'm not registered oh, okay, okay. to run um, wine and dine. I've tried oh, I to see, submit. I see. Yeah, I didn't get in in time. So there's a few other things that you can do if you don't get into a race because they fill up so quickly. So you can go through a charitable organization and depending on um, which organization you're with, you have to raise different amounts. And then you can also work with a travel agent and they have, I think, 10 to 15 recommended agents that will provide. You have to pay for the bib number and then a two-night minimum stay within one of Disney's properties, and then also a, a park hopper for everyone in your room. So that's a challenge for me, just seeing that we're locals and we have annual passes. So I've reached out to a couple agents and said, hey, if you can't sell the bib number, I'll pick it up as well as a hotel room. I just don't need the park hopper for everybody who would be in the room because that would end us end up costing us quite a bit. Oh, definitely. So, I'm, I'm hoping that one of them will reach out to me maybe a day or two ahead of time and say, hey, I, 
I have this bib number and I just want to get my money out of the bib number now. So right. I'm going to wait and see how that works out. But if it doesn't, no big deal. I'm still registered for plenty of other races. My husband is getting mad at me because we've spent so much on Disney races. I just registered for Star Wars Dark Side Half, which is in April. April 20th to the 23rd, and my husband's like, you have to stop with the Disney races <laughs> because they're so expensive. So, yeah. I mean, I'm close to almost spending $1,000 this year just on Disney races. So wow. he's he's backing me off. So <laughs> I'm pretty now, much good to go. I have all the, the major stops. So the full marathon, um, I'm registered for the Glass Slipper Challenge, which is the 10K and half marathon um, in February, and then the Star Wars half in April. Nice. Now, the Wine and Dine is a half as well, right? They have um, a 5K, which is a holiday, merry time 5K, a 10K and a half, and then, or you can do the Lumiere's Challenge, which is the half and the 10K, so 19.3 miles. Gotcha. And then the Star Wars, so they're that's the same as last year, isn't it? This, the dark side is Disney World and the light side is in Disneyland? Correct, yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. You're not going to do the you're not going to do the Kessel Run. <laughs> Get them both. <laughs> well, it's, it's funny because we're going to go to Disneyland. We already have our trip scheduled, and it's the last week in February. So the week before, I believe, is the Light Side Challenge. So I was trying oh, to convince okay. my husband that maybe we should go the week before, <laughs> but he's like, "No, no more races. You have to stop." <laughs> and he to, wants to relax too. You'd so. have to sign a whole. You'd have to sign a whole different set of papers if you want to keep doing that. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, training for the fools going really well logging tons of miles right now and hope hoping to, to squeak into the the wine and dine half marathon or yeah half marathon if i can but we'll see how things uh work out and hopefully this cold will clear up as well so I, again i apologize for the nasal voice tonight that's okay no problem last last week i was muting every three seconds as i was dealing with a what felt like bronchitis type coughing for most of the episode, so that's okay. I talked the whole time anyway. <laughs> no, I, no, I'm you didn't. Curious, Crystal, how long have you been doing like Disney events? Not that long. So Wine and Dine this time last year was my first Run Disney half, and then I also signed up for the Star Wars half and completed that race. So I've only done two so far, other than the Castaway Challenge. But food, oh, wine and dine was my first, and I unfortunately I didn't train. And the gods like smiled upon me when there was a lightning delay because that was when it was at night, and then you finished at Epcot, and I, I didn't train at all. And then there was a lightning delay, so they knocked it down to a 10k. <laughs> it was like the best, the best day ever because I was so not ready to run a half a marathon. So then, <laughs> then I went ahead and signed up for Star Wars, and I still just. I didn't do a good job of training, so I hadn't ran for like a month and a half, showed up for Star Wars just with bells on. I mean, hadn't Hmm. run at all. People were like warming up and stretching, and I was just sitting on the ground. I'm like, I have to save every ounce of energy for the run. (laughs) So that was when I decided to sign up for the full marathon because I was like, okay, I have to do a mileage that is just going to make me train and get, you know, I really wanted to do it to, to be fit and to be healthy. So I was like... A, a marathon, you cannot fake it. So you, I'm going to have to train and get out and do the work. So that was part of the reason I signed I up. I couldn't fake marathon. a 5K. Okay. I can't <laughs> fake running around the block. 
this was not, and I was very sore. I, don't let me, like, I was super sore after the Star Wars half. Like, that was like three days of limping around. It really was. It was I was not graceful afterwards. My husband's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I have to walk down the stairs backwards because this is the only way that this is going to work. Yeah, I mean, it, I never realized how much of a, not a beating, but my, my brother and his and his wife, they're, they're very fit people. They they exercise. They bike ride a lot, and they and their kids do it too. So last uh, two years ago, they did the the Tower of Terror ten miler event, and and they had the the kids did the kid race. So the kids got their medals and they got their things. And my brother and his wife did the the uh, Tower of Terror thing. And I mean, for three days after, they're both with the compression socks on and just you know just like a mess. I'm like, I get it that the medals are cool, but damn dude it's like hobbling around like you know like an old man <laughs> yeah i'm scared for after the fool because i most people say that you can't walk for a couple days <laughs> so i'm hoping i'll be in good enough shape that it won't be too terribly i won't be too terribly sore but i'll just you know hold my medal up when people are like what's wrong with you just exactly <laughs> just wave it around like oh just the, this awesome medal right here makes it all worth it Definitely, definitely. No, it's definitely a great accomplishment, and I'm amazed that anybody who does it, especially puts the time and effort in, like like you're doing, because it's it's definitely a commitment. So, like, what's your what's your pace now? Like, what are you what are you doing like for your mile? I'm usually running like a 9:20 pace for my 18. I did 18 miles on Saturday, and I was running 9:20 pace. So oh, that's that's pretty good. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm hoping to come in. I submitted a time of four hours and forty minutes for the the half or the full marathon. So I'm hoping to come in around there. But I did recently run a half marathon and finished below two hours. So we're gonna just gonna see how it goes. This is my first full marathon, so I'm really going in with just a survival theory. So not going in trying to hit a time, just really trying to finish the race. And if it's something that I enjoy, then signing up maybe trying to go in for a time um in a future race but uh survival is the the mentality of this <laughs> this current race so. cool well that's awesome well we'll we'll be virtually cheering for you without a doubt <laughs> yes i appreciate i appreciate any support and i have to tell you too that i i already ordered a sign for my son to hold up and it says touch here for power and then it has ursula maleficent and corella on it so i thought he could stand and cheer on all the runners and then they can run by and it's got like a little print on it and they can they can touch that spot for power so <laughs> that's awesome he loves the villains too so that'd be kind of fun give him something to do to to hang out for the race until i run by when i'm pulling up the rear in the race <laughs> i i hear from because there's many people that that run these events obviously and then there's there's many teams of people different bloggers and people in the disney community have everybody has a running team and from what i hear the most of and from what i read online is that the the people who cheer really keep everybody going like especially towards the end of of the longer races where people are starting to falter off and thinking about just walking the rest of the way or they're just physically and mentally just done and then but then you have all these people holding up signs like you said like you're gonna have your son do and there's characters along the way for some of the major races and that and that those people just kind of give you that extra oomph they're just like hey you can do it just you know you're almost there get it done get it done and it's just the the positivity that surrounds it as the people as a community 
for the races and Disney in general seems to be like this ridiculously uplifting thing for the for the participants in the race, which I think is awesome to be honest with you because it's it's not something I could ever ever attempt to do and and do successfully. So I mean, kudos to anybody who does it. I just think it's an awesome thing for for people to be able to do that because just when I just think about it, <laughs> running for four or five hours at a clip, it just it just blows my mind that that people physically can do that. So you know, I just hear all these stories of of the crowd just getting behind people and people. Some people don't even know anybody in the race. They just go to be like a cheering squad, which is even even cooler. Yeah, and that's really why I signed up for my first uh, full marathon to be through Run Disney, because they just do such a fantastic job. I mean, the the music, the entertainment, the crowd level, it really does carry you through the race. And with it being 26 miles, <laughs> I hear it's a 20-mile a run, and, and really the last six miles is where you have to decide to finish the race. So it, it really turns into that last six miles, and that's where I think the crowd can come in and, and help you finish that race. And people are so kind to, you know, as you're running by, they can see that you're starting to struggle a little bit. And participants in the race, they're like, come on, you can keep going. And everyone's really supportive of each other. And they do talk to each other, make sure everyone's taken care of. If they see you stumbling at all, they're going to come in and help. But the fans are awesome. I mean, the signs that I saw last time for like the Star Wars half, it was, you know, they, they really does keep you going. Like, they had a little kid, and the sign just said, it's a trap. And he's holding it up. <laughs> and there is another one that's like, I find your your lack of deodorant disturbing. So it, it's funny how just these little signs, just you just kind of sit and laugh to yourself for like the next mile, and it does help you really pass the time. So, yeah, anytime you can get out there and support any of the runners, it's awesome. But, yeah, that's why run Disney events are so cool. Because of the fans and the participants, you're not going to find that energy level anywhere else. Awesome. Crystal will definitely keep us posted on her training and everything as we get closer and closer to her full marathon. And hopefully somebody gets her in for the wine and dine because doesn't that, it ends in Epcot, like you said. So does it end while the park is open so you get to actually wine and dine when you're done? As it does. Food and wine, does it? Oh, fantastic. Yeah, yeah well, that's and it's a, by chance. That's a night race, right? No, so they moved it to the morning after oh. the, the lightning situation. Oh, so that was the last year that they had it at night. But if for whatever, you know, whatever y'all vote on for the outfit, you know, if you see me struggling at the end of the half or the end of the full marathon, y'all just grab me by the back of my shirt and drag me across the finish line so I can get through my first full marathon. Well, if I were to be down there, I can definitely support the uh, the wine and dine part of it. I'm, I'm proliferant at 12 ounce and 16 ounce curls. Almost a master, I would say. <laughs> and I'm good with glitter signs. <laughs> I like to sparkle <laughs> on the sidelines. <laughs> you <laughs> moving we on? No, I don't run. <laughs> oh boy! All right. Well, <laughs> if anything could tempt me, it's Disney, and if Disney can't tempt me to run, then nothing. Nothing can. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. No, it looks like a lot of fun though. The shoes are so cute. The shoes and are I great. I love the costumes. Yep, costumes are awesome. I, I think if I were to bring myself to do it, the thing that would bring me to do it would be the, the... tutus. You, I've seen. Oh, the definitely the tutus. I'll rock a tutu and, and Tinkerbell Pirate shoes tutu. and the yeah, wings. Yeah. I'll I'll do a uh, a Captain Hook hook for your. You I'll be the, the pirate. I'll be the pirate fairy from the Tinkerbell movies. 
Perfect. And then I'll take I'll take pictures with all the characters and I'll finish the mm-hmm. race in a 24 hours. <laughs> they'll Behind be picking the sweeper, me. Ladies. They'll be picking me up at the end. <laughs> at the cutoff. As long as you maintain 16 minute mile pace, you're good to go. And then if you, if for whatever reason you can't, there's these sweet little ladies that they call the balloon ladies that will come and pick you up. <laughs> so they're like covered in Mickey balloons and that's the line that if they pass you, then you get picked up and you get uh, they put you on the the bus, which is oh, that's funny. You know. <laughs> <laughs> wah wah wah. Wow, <laughs> but you still get your medal. We also call it the cow catcher because that's a, as they yeah. catch you, they throw you into it. <laughs> they throw you, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, that's awesome. That's funny. <laughs> what is the? Because I have a, I have, we have one runner in the house. What is the minimum age for the Run Disney events? Do you know? Is it still sixteen? I believe the half is 18. Okay. So maybe the 5K and the 10K might be a little bit younger, but okay. from what I understand, I think it's 18. Do they ever actually... have any kitty races or anything? They have a toddler dash. Yes. So I signed my son up for the, the, the princess and the Star Wars toddler dash. So they get a medal at the end of it, and it's just a 100-meter dash for kids under three. And then I think four to ten – they have a longer run for the kids. That's at Wide World of Sports. And then, like I said before, I think, I'm not sure what the distance was, but my brother's kids, they did something as part of that Tower of Terror 10-miler. Like the kids' event was during the day, and then the the grown-ups' event was was run at night. So and I'm not sure what the, what the distance was of that. But it wasn't, it was a decent... Amount, I think. I don't. I don't know what would be average for a kids' race. I mean, they were six and seven at the time, I believe. So. Okay, I had to go pull it up. <laughs> I was. I was kind of curious. Yeah, the the Walt Disney World Marathon Goofy's Race and Half Challenge and Disney Challenge. You do have to be eighteen. For half, though, it's only fourteen. And for a ten k, it's oh, okay. ten. Oh, okay. There you so, go. Wow, my son actually has qualified for his to run in our states for his for our school's conference we're running in states tomorrow for cross country so oh yay congratulations that's That's awesome he was he thought he was on the bubble and did not find out until friday that he qualified he was so excited so he'll be running his cross country his big cross country race tomorrow which is kind of funny because the final cross country race of the season is actually the next day (laughs) it's a little backwards but i think it was a weather thing i'm not sure so he'll be running back-to-back races but he's it's the end of the season so he's in shape for it he's excited so i guess i shouldn't tell him that he's actually old enough for the half marathon now because that's one of his goals is to run one of those. <laughs> so, yeah, I keep telling you, it's 16. I guess I was wrong. I did not realize he could be 14. And he's already 15. Well, he will be soon. He'll be 15 very, very soon. So, oh, my goodness. Because he can do a 10K easy peasy. So, he, he's his next goal is a half marathon. He'll oh, he's there. all in. He's going to start spending all that money. <laughs> That's it, yeah. yeah he, he wants to do a... <laughs> He wants to build up to do a marathon by the time he's 18 because he'll still be in high school when he is eight when he turns 18. He's got an early birthday, so maybe that might be maybe the Walt Disney World Marathon might be something for his 18th birthday. 
We'll see. There you we'll, go. We'll have to work that out. It, it's fun having a runner in the family. I, it gives me a good reason to be that glitter lady on the sidelines. As long as you're not the cowbell lady, because then, then we have problems. Are you? <laughs> you're into a race where they have the cowbells? No, <laughs> like I'm worst not, nightmare I'm... ever. <laughs> I can imagine that getting. Very I'm all about the There's happy. always one <laughs> with the cowbell. Throw glitter on the runners. Yeah. That, that would be me. <laughs> glitter, glitter, <laughs> on the glitter bomb. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> uh, yeah, so yeah, fun yeah. though. Absolutely. All right. Very good. Well, I think that'll about wrap it up for this week. So as, as we come to an end of the Halloween season, depending on when everybody's listening to this, today's today's Monday record on Monday nights, so next Monday is Halloween the 31st, which we are going to take off because many of us have young children and who will be out trick-or-treating and doing other various Halloween-type Activities. By the time we would have recorded, we'll be in sugar comas from eating their candy. Those of us that enjoy that, <laughs> yes, absolutely. I, I get my sugar intake from other things, <laughs> rum. Of course you do. But uh, I'll be happy if I'm still wandering around. My son has his hockey tournament this weekend in Philadelphia, so Friday, Saturday, and Sunday I'll be standing at, at hockey rinks all weekend long. So it will be Monday night. I'll probably be shot. And he's already told me, he's like, oh, Dad, we're, all the team wants to get together and go trick-or-treating together. So I'm like, oh, all right, sure. <laughs> you can go over that one with your mother. <laughs> I'll stay home with the little one and hand out candy to the neighbors. That's the gig to have. It's not bad. I mean, I, I, I don't go crazy with decorations for... Halloween like I do for Christmas, but I do have uh, I'll put them, I, I know I put them up on our, our group, but I, I should put them up on the on our main website, but I, I made a five tombstones for the front of my yard, I made them out of wood and, and carved in just like the haunt, some of the Haunted Mansion some of the popular ones from the Haunted Mansion I got them all lit up with black light and so on, stuff like that and got some lights out there and Nothing too extravagant, but it's pretty cool. My neighbor across the street hangs a giant spider off his house and has like a skeleton and a noose and purple light and disco light type effects and stuff like that. So just the two of us have interesting houses. But nobody else on the street does anything else for Halloween. But so I'll, I'll put some pictures out for that. So it's pretty cool. I'd like to get like a fog machine and put it out there and some speakers and have like spooky sounds and stuff. At least just for Halloween night. But it's kind of a pain when it's on a school night. It's always but on a school night. It seems that it way. It always does seem that way. But that's all right. It's all in good fun. So with that, we're going to wrap up for this week. We hope everybody has a safe and enjoyable Halloween and all your, your little ones and all your costumes. Get many much candy and not so much apples and fruit and Raisins. All sorts of odd things that some people put in. Yeah, and raisins and <laughs> stuff like that from the old ladies in the neighborhood. <laughs> Before we leave, we're going to uh, let you know how we can get in contact with with our troopers. We'll start with Jessica. Sure. So you can find my blog over at duchessofdisneyland.com. I'm also on Facebook at Duchess of Disneyland and Twitter at Duchess Jessica. 
And then if you want to contact me on Instagram, it's the Duchess of Disneyland. Alrighty. And Melanie? Sure. You can find me on DCLPrepSchool.com, on Facebook, that's Facebook.com slash DCLPrepSchool, and on Twitter, it's also DCLPrepSchool for DCL for Disney Cruise Line, and on Instagram and Pinterest, it's just DCLPrep. Okay. And Milford? You can find me on my blog at uh, MilfordHutzel.com. That's my Milford on the Move blog. You can also find me on Facebook, Milford on the Move, and on Twitter, Milford on Move. Excellent. And Crystal? Hey, you guys can find me on Twitter at Disney Brewing or um, sneaking into the Run Disney Expo on Friday, November 2nd. (laughs) 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 Awesome, awesome. And as for Adrian, who is missing tonight for prior engagements, she you can find her on her website at wdwbound.com. And on there is links to all her other social media accounts on Twitter and on Facebook. And as for me, you can find me on Facebook at RJ Lucia Jr. And on the old Twitter and Instagram at BlackPearl454. As for the Diz Explorers as a group, you can head over to DizExplorers.com and there is a wealth of stuff there, stuff about all of us, links to all of our accounts, and links to all the other Diz Explorers accounts on Twitter and Instagram, uh, Facebook as well. So take a look over there. Uh, Like I said, Jessica's going to put up a poll for Crystal's Run Disney costume. We've had some polls going for future movie sods, and I know as for the one that I was going to do, the was I believe the Aristocrats, Aristocats is which what won. So I will be getting that out there soon. Jessica has one coming out about the Black Cauldron, which many don't even know it was a Disney movie at all, and it was actually one of the only movies or projects that Tim Burton worked on during his short tenure at the Walt Disney Company, but I will leave the rest for you to listen to on Jessica's little mini-sode about that. So those will all be rolling out in between our big episodes like this. Uh, a little preview for next week, Milford will be going over his his trip that he had, and he's going to be doing a little bit of a comparison between the Halloween stuff at Walt Disney World, and he went over to Hollywood Horror Nights over at Universal Studios. So he'll, uh, he'll fill us in on all that stuff next week. So until next week, thank you for listening. If you're listening on iTunes, please give us a nice five-star review. It always helps us out, and we like to hear from everybody anyway. Give us a shout on on one of our media outlets. We love to interact with everybody. Uh, The the accounts are monitored, so we do know when notifications and, and people are tweeting at us. So thank you all very much for listening, and we'll talk to everybody next week. Or two weeks, sorry. Happy Halloween, everybody. And now with your permission, I'm going to do my stuff.
I'm a gambling boogeyman, although I don't play fair. It's much more fun, I must confess, when lives are on the line. Not mine, of course, but yours, oh boy, now that'll be just fine. Oh, brother, you're something, you put me in a spin. You're comprehending the position that you're in. It's hopeless, you're finished, you haven't got a prayer. Cause I'm Mr. Oogie Boogie, and you ain't going 